Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was a bouncing in and laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we'd just hang on. Well, I can't recall a time when I ever had so much fun. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 81 of the Always Race Day podcast presented by the Carl Auto Group. I'm Connor Ferguson uh, here with Damon Helgevald. Um, and the first thing that I want to ask you is if you're in need of a car to go see this electric Missouri football program, go down to the Carl Auto Group and get one yourself. Because let me tell you, between the three border schools that have their little shindig around uh, Iowa between Missouri, Kansas State, and uh, KU. Missouri is definitely the best. I love them way more. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah. I enjoy them a lot more. Yeah, the K-State fans talking crap about corn on Twitter today. It's annoying. It's, it's like the dumbest argument you could get into. And then we go that other uh, – Kansas school. We don't need to talk about that one. Uh, no, hell is froze over. I just know that it's it's all good. Um, I do want to implore you: go down the Carl Auto Group if you need a car, if you need a way to get uh, from one place to another, or from a different place than the first one, uh, but making a stop in between and then the third one. Carl Auto Group can probably hook you up. Some really There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in that read. <laughs> stopping in eight different spots it's like going to the going on a road trip in a, with the family you don't I have to go to the bathroom here but you got to the next 10 miles I, yeah i i didn't have it have that one prepared but uh that's usually how my road trips go the bristol one gets weird because like there's like an hour where i like stop to piss like three times that's awful well it's just like i gotta pee again god and it's like, I'm, I'm driving though. And no one's sitting there telling me that I can't get out of the car to piss. Be glad that I'm not with you. Cause I would tell you, you're not stopping. 
no, we wouldn't, we wouldn't stop too bad. We'd be fine. Um, before we get started and hop into everything, I do want to uh, say rest in peace to Rick Eshelman, uh, World of Outlaws late model series announcer. Uh, he passed away uh, over the weekend, uh, took his own life. Um, just want to say if anything is bothering uh, people out there, if something's getting at you, my DMs are always open and I don't. I'm probably the least judgmental person you can find. Um, now, if you come at me real aggressively, then I'll probably chirp you a little bit. But uh, in terms of if you need someone to talk to, you know, reach out. Um, I hate to see that. Um, and I hated hearing all about the news uh, of that, uh, especially just with how quirky of a guy Rick was, uh, what he did for late model racing. and. Um, World of Outlaws lost uh, an iconic voice um, and an iconic person as well. So I wanted to not really get this out of the way. Um, and so I couldn't, I wanted to bring someone on here to talk about Rick a little bit, but you know, I thought balancing like whether you get into, are you doing this for lessons or clicks and stuff like that? And I never want to be in that business, but I did want to you know, say that and get the sad stuff out of the way at the first part of the episode because obviously it, it stinks losing Rick. Yeah, man, uh, what a what a tough situation to uh, to see. That's a that's a guy that you grow up listening to, and you've you've heard. At not only just with the outlaws, but when he was doing other shows and other events with late model racing across the country, it's a guy that, that you hear a lot of, and, uh, he is the voice of some iconic races and the voice of some of the, some of the great moments in, in late model racing for sure. And that, uh, that's the tough part, but man, the, the guy had, you know, um, had a heart of gold. The, the crazy thing is after shortly after the, the dirt track and Osceola closed down, he was, he, he utilized his Twitter platform and following and, and went to all these small tracks across the country that had closed. And so he stopped in Osceola um, a couple of years after they had closed down the track there and um, was, was able to, to meet up with some buddies of mine uh, that owned the track and, and got to talk to him and, um, they, they just said that there's not a more genuine dude when it comes to, to just learning about the facility and what it had and learning about, you know, the racing and, and then them being able to learn from him, some of the stories that he's got. And boy, uh, they said that he had some, he had some good stuff. So sad to see, felt bad to, uh, to read that felt bad for the family. And, um, man, that's, uh, that's a guy that, uh, that's a tough, tough guy to, to fill some shoes with. Cause no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how's your weekend? Let's get, uh, Wider on the topics. My my weekend outside of Saturday was great. What happened? Oh yeah. Saturday could have gone a hell of a lot better. Um, but outside of that, it was great. Got to spend it with the uh, the parents. Came down to Columbia, watched Iowa State. Decided to not play football in the, uh, offensively, and uh, then we went to St. Louis to the drag races. What was uh, 
what was your biggest uh, disappointment in watching that game? I'm curious to hear as the the lack of offensive urgency. Like there was zero offensive urgency in that entire game. No, no ability to open up the field when the when the ability was there. It was pretty darn clear that they could have of open the field up a little bit and they didn't do it anytime that they did, they took advantage. Kansas was not good. I, I don't, I'm just going to say this. Kansas fans are going to hate me. They're the world's going to come at me. Kansas is overrated folks. Like they, they played some bad football teams to start the year. And then they caught Iowa state on a day where their offense struggled. They held them to 48 some yards or something like that in the second half. 52. Yeah. Yeah. So held them to 52 offensive yards in the second half. It's come on. Yeah. That was so to me, the the lack of offensive urgency that bothered me quite a bit, I guess. No, I think any Kansas fan that um, I don't want to say isn't full of himself, but any of them that will look outside the um, red and blue covered glasses or whatever that saying is. I uh, would probably agree with you. Their schedule hasn't been anything, but you've won five games. You're about to go to a bowl game as long as you don't repeat what happened in 2009 the last time you went 5-0. and So, Hey, you should put a jinx on them. I mean, hey, the last time they were 5-0, and they finished 0-7, so we'll see. There you go. Now we're talking. Oh, man. We have... Uh, what, uh, I, I got to hear your side of it. What bothered you? Why... What bothered you the most? Well, there's one obvious thing, um, but I don't want to pile on that guy. Uh, <laughs> That's why I didn't say it. Yeah, I, no, it's okay. Um, I think he's he's a freshman. I don't know how you develop kicker strength. I don't know. The, I haven't seen enough football or know enough. Maybe I'll get – I need to get Jimmy on the show anyways. We'll get Jimmy on the show later this week. He's my buddy that uh, – he's a indoor football championship kicker. So he has a ring, more rings than you do, both you and me. Until I win my pro roller hockey ring. Mm. I don't know if they make rings for that. Maybe we'll get like a silly band, or maybe like one of those Livestrong bracelets that has like. You get a, a banner and a t shirt. <laughs> That'd be cool with me. That'd be my live stream. I, I might retire if that happened. Um, that'd be beating like Hawaii, Colorado, Columbia. Like the, I'm not. I'm. You think I'm joking? Like Columbia, like country. Columbia. Yeah, that one. The pretty, mm. pretty damn good. So, um, we'll have to get him on. I don't know what like the the floor to ceiling is on kicker leg strength, but like when I said he like looked like an NCA fourteen kicker. In the first couple of games, it was because the kicks were so low and it didn't look like it would have made it much more than like 10 yards past the field goal post, which was every kick in that game. Yep. And that was like the worst aspect of that game was all the kickers sucked. Yep. Um, so that like, I, I feel like in later years, he'll develop a leg and it only takes one game winning field goal to win over the fan base. We saw that well. Connor S. Alley uh, had some help with his last name on that one, but um, yeah, it does not take much to win over Iowa State's fan base with kickers. And as we've seen, that's a big jinx. I'm not saying that lost Iowa State the game. What lost in the game was Jirel uh, Brack being injured. 
Um, yes and no. I, I beg to differ a little bit. I mean, Deion like, yeah, Silas wasn't pass blocking enough. Not enough, I should say, well enough. Um, those guys were moving the ball at times, but other times where they were getting tackled two yards behind the line of scrimmage, Brock maybe turns that into a three-yard gain or something, which is what right. stout Iowa State running backs would do. You also didn't have Norton traveling, um, so your running game was very limited. Um, what I would, what that would turn to me to do is to spread out the field and throw it downfield more because getting chunk plays in a game against Kansas isn't the same result that you're going to get as getting chunk plays in a game against Iowa. So I don't know if they misread the situation or, or what the game plan was. Um, I would like to see the ball going down the field more. Um, I don't think Hunter Decker, Decker sucks. I think he had a bad game. Uh, you watched him play really well against Iowa. So that kind of tells me, hey, he's a pretty damn good quarterback. Uh, he's also a four star. Um, and then the only other thing that bothered me was not sneaking in on fourth and inches. It, this is my theory and it goes for everyone. It doesn't go for Iowa State exclusively. And if you're tired of the football talk, let me know. We'll try to limit it because we're getting really in, in depth here. No, screw them. If you, um, if you see fourth and inches on your opponent's side of the 50, and you don't put your offense on the field, there's no reason you should coach an offense. Flat out. You shouldn't even have an offense. You should just punt it and play defense the entire game and see if you can come up with something. I'm serious. Like, there's no reason to have an offense if you don't believe that they can gain half a yard. Yeah. I, I mean, in that particular situation, they should have gone for that. Yeah, so. Yeah, so I think you should go for it. That's I thought they were going for it, which is why they let 17 seconds run off the clock before taking a timeout, that final timeout, and they took the timeout with 32 seconds left on the clock. And I'm sitting here like, I've played video games my whole life. I would punch myself in the, you know, what's if I did that? Yep. I'm like, what are we doing here? We, we need, you know, um, I, don't, I don't know if it's, it, and it isn't easy to do it in real life, but if you want to pay me to sit in the stands and, and call you with, should I take a timeout now or in 15 seconds? I certainly would love to, would love to try. Yeah. I would, I would implore any video game clock guy. It's, it's so weird. Like college and NFL coaches, both. It seems like to us, because we're sitting here on our couches watching the games on TV and have no sense about what's going on. But it's like, there's a chart of when to take a timeout and when not to. And that was a time where you shouldn't have. Well, you either you either don't take the timeout or you take it right away so you have more time so you can sneak the ball instead I, of at least 17 seconds. Yeah, I was shocked Kansas denied the kicker. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think it would have helped us, but they they got the the lucky end of the draw because that ball was not going to be good on a high school goalpost. So Yeah, well, it certainly would have helped us. I would have taken it. Nope. Take every bit of it. All right. Um, what do you want to talk about first? We'll talk about real racing first. So we just gave okay. 10 minutes of football, so I feel kind of bad. We'll talk about real racing from the weekend, and then I'll have my extensive review uh, of the World of Outlaws game along with Damon. It's our reviews, I guess, or one singular. I don't know. However you want to do it. Um, Damon, I wanted to start with this headline I found. 
This is uh, a new segment we're doing. This was news to me, folks. That's why that yeah, that's why I'm bringing it up now. It's the craziest uh, headline racing wise I saw on the internet. And it was so F1 feeder series.com. I believe this is their minor league touring series. Uh, they posted this weekend, the Bugatti circuit of Le Mans will host one of the most intriguing races of all of motorsports history. It's a pretty valiant first sentence there. Let's see if it delivers in the next. What's the headline? I thought you said this was a headline. I, I do apologize. I don't actually have the headline. The headline is a paragraph of bold text. This is lame. Preceded by the author's name. Okay, here's the second. Here's the second. Jeez. Oh, man. Just give me a chance here, buddy. So it says 22 YouTube and Twitch content creators. There's a kicker coming up here. 22 YouTube and Twitch content creators with zero racing experience will drive the MyGal M21 used in the French F4 Championship Series. F1 feeder series takes a closer look at this revolutionary experiment. Dear God. <laughs> they're just, as if, they're just as taking if, Twitch streamers and saying, you can race our cars. As if the world already didn't have enough idiots. Now we're going to put people into cars that have no business being in race cars you this is the equivalent of me driving sammy smith's arca car yes that's a scary thought i really don't know what to say that i'm excited to see the highlights for i'm be posting about it all weekend yeah you will because somebody will be dead <laughs> I, I I hope no one dies. <laughs> Someone's gonna end up dead. You know it. Because I, they're gonna drive these cars just like they race on GTA and Forza. That's how they're gonna do this. <laughs> All these online gamers, they're gonna get behind it. Oh, this is just like racing a NASCAR, so we're just gonna throw it in there and hope to God it sticks. I just love how they label it as a, a revolutionary experiment, as if this is no doubt going to go at least in a direction that teaches us things. God, I have a lot of words I could say right now, but none of them are PG-13. I, dude, it's so funny. Like people, because we've, I mean, I've told you about conversations I've had with guys. It's like, would you ever like take laps in a 305? I'm like, no. <laughs> dude, I rode in an IndyCar and about blacked out. Not like physically, but I just sat there like amazed at the memory I was making and didn't pay enough attention. In, in shock. Yeah, I mean, it's like, shoot, dude, I I don't think anyone that's not driven should be able to hop in and into a race, especially like, what are we practicing here? What What, what is the hot laps to heat race ratio? What are we doing? Not enough. Whatever it is, it's not it's enough. Not enough. <laughs> All right. I don't think we have anything more revolutionary. Whatever it is, it's not yeah. enough. Um, do you want to cover the other small stuff and then get to NASCAR? Yeah. Yeah, let's hit some stuff quick. I shouldn't say small stuff because we'll talk World of Allies probably before we get NASCAR because that'll be bigger. 
So I'm turning off half the fan base with every word I say on here. I swear to God, right? Someone's listening and they're going to be like, God damn, they're already talking NASCAR. Hey, they don't need to, they need to be fans of all motorsports. Forget yeah. being fans of NASCAR and, and outlaws. Forget that crap. Yeah. You could not be more racing fan. You, Damon, you could not be more correct. And I'm very like, I'm just amped that you said, said it like that and said what you said. Cause I wanted to talk to you about uh, Travis Pastrana's uh, nitro rally cross win in Minneapolis this weekend. Well, it's all because he got behind a top fuel dragster earlier in the week. So he had his double dose of nitro going into nitro rally cross. So I like the connection. That is uh, I don't think he ever did like a full pass, but he did like half of one. Yep. That, that's sick. Yeah. All right. He did half pass, um, to, to three thirty. He was, uh, and I think they ended up going six sixty as well. So he was trying to, um, he did say he wants to go back and eventually get a full pull and get his license at some point. And I would absolutely love to see that. No kidding. I mean, it's especially like with the thing that he does and, just, you know, never staying in one place for too long, I guess is what I'm talking about. Yeah, that, that's okay with me. That's a guy who's a race fan. See, folks, follow in the footsteps of Travis Pastrana. He's been in literally everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, One other thing about that, too. Uh, Nitro Rallycross, can we please freaking post results and standings and stuff? Like They don't have it. They don't have standings. Uh, it's Monday. What are you doing? They don't have it. Travis, what are we doing here? They don't have results. We got to get Travis on the podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. Got a lot of questions asking about Scott Palmer right now. (laughs) So, uh, okay. First off, tell me who Scott Palmer is. Scott Palmer is the guy, uh, is the, the team owner of the car that he tested out at Charlotte. Okay. Is, was he talking to the driver in that video or no? Uh, the driver, that's Alex Laughlin. Okay, so that's why he was the one. Yeah, Laughlin. Laughlin was the guy that got Pastrana, and Laughlin was doing all the coaching. Alex Laughlin drives Scott Palmer's car uh, at a few other races. So, like this last weekend, um, the same car that you saw Travis Pastrana drive was the car that Scott Palmer raced in St. Louis this weekend. Gotcha. Okay, I like that they put his uh, name logo on it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, that whole video of that guys, if you go on Twitter and I think it's posted by Travis Pastrana, um, yep. but it's, it's gotta be the most encapsulating, like just guy test race car video. Between him and Tony Stewart, when Tony Stewart got his top fuel license. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that was a, that was a sweet video. And Tony's in the video. Tony was there. Tony at the Yep. Tony actually helped him, uh, um, go through the procedures and stuff. Yeah, that is, uh, super cool. Um, Antron took a tough hit in the standings this weekend. Yes, he did. Oh boy. Clay, man. I tell you what, that was a great race on Sunday. Are we sure that he's not putting little lead weights wrapped up in fish fillets in his dragster? Uh, doubtful. I just didn't know if I could catch someone from cheating. No, no. See, you're not going to catch clay from cheating. Uh, you can blame Antron's safety system for failing him. Um, because that's what, that's what 
turned off the car was the safety system switch turned the whole car off. And that's why he couldn't catch up after clay had gone up in smoke and then was able to drive around him in a pedal fest. It was fantastic. That's... Did you watch the, did you watch the video of that? I didn't. Oh, you'll have to see if you can find it. It's fantastic. I'll, I'll look it up after this. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, we're on Caps got the finals. Uh, unfortunately, lost to Robert Height by like three one thousandths of a second. Yes. Yes, he did. It was uh, funny car was a really good race, like all weekend long, because there were side by sides the entire time that we were there. Um, but yeah, that was that final was really good. I I obviously had to go against Ron because he's racing Robert Height, and I'm no, no, that's not obvious. No, yeah, I do. Robert Height's never taken the time to talk to you about doing a shoey. Uh, I haven't had the chance to talk to Robert Height, so don't blame him. Blame me. No, that's that's on Robert. Ron Ron comes on the podcast, man. I'll I'll change that then. I'll (laughs) I'll talk to Antron see if he can hook you up with Robert. I already, I got hooked up with Robert. I know, I know their PR person pretty well. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah we'll do it sometime. Um, you had a sellout crowd for the NHRA in St. Louis, another Midwest race sold out. What the hell do we got to do to get people to pay attention here, folks? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, that's why they're bringing the the racetrack at Chicagoland back for the for the NHRA next year. Route sixty six Raceway is coming back. We'll, and, we'll uh, have to try to go to that. I I already plan to go to it, but it, it's it, you know it's it's just exciting to see. Um, yesterday's crowd, Sunday's crowd doesn't necessarily like look great, but boy, it certainly felt awesome. Especially when Brittany laid down the monster lap, Brittany force laid down the monster lap. Um, to you saw the fastest pass in NHRA history. Correct. 338.43 miles per hour. Why isn't that bigger headlines? Yeah. It, Cause it happens often. I think the, it, it doesn't happen as often as you would think it does. Uh, but it's kind of hard for it to happen very often. <laughs> I, I agree. Mean, seriously, right? like it is, but the, the temperatures yesterday were so perfect, man. We're, we're driving in and, and dad and I are sitting there as we're driving in uh, and, and mom too, for that matter. We're like, man, the, the air is perfect. There's no humidity. The track temperature was well under a hundred at the start of the day. Just a fantastic facility for, for going fast everything lined up for going fast and yeah Brittany force laid down 338.43 miles per hour to be the new national speed record and um i think that's the second time i've ever seen that in my life i, I love how you've seen it twice <laughs> i have topeka topeka a couple of years ago it was like really cool uh it was an evening session let's not give too much let's not give too much uh credit to kansas i know I know, but hey, but another Midwest track. What, exactly, another on. Midwest track. St. Louis went fast though. Um, top fuel was cool. Good, good buddy Steve Torrance was able to win that one. Um, he uh, been struggling this year, and he was able to to put together a good race that got him back in the points chase. So Antron's got some catching up to do there. Um, because he's he's gonna have Torrance knocking on his on the door right now. All right. Um, 
then I gotta mention Eric. I gotta mention Erica Anders too. She won her, won her fourth straight race at St. Louis uh and the eighth of the season. It's been just absolutely dominating in pro stock. Um I also got a new Erica t shirt that I'll have to show you sometime that is fantastic. It's also not PG thirteen rated. <laughs> What's it say on it? I'll uh I'll show it to you. Right, he texted you. I'll show it to you. you don't have to, text it to me now. I'm just whenever. No, I'll just show it. I'll show it so the people on, that are listening have to actually get on YouTube if they want to see it. Ooh, a YouTube exclusive. We've done podcast exclusive news breaks. I don't think we've done a YouTube exclusive. Uh, hey, look at this. Um, why Damon's gone? I'll uh, kind of start talking about the next thing. But the World of Outlaws this weekend had rain. <laughs> <laughs> Damon's showing the sh- uh, shirt. I that was far less offensive than I thought it would be. Yeah, no, I just, you know, I wanted to keep the show as off the explicit list this week. That's so, fair. I think it was on, um, I think it was on one of those videos. <laughs> uh, but it was, uh, that that is what they do anytime Erica wins. She drives the car back to the pit. They don't do that anymore in pro stock everything gets towed so they they go the old school route and they drive it back after she wins so that's where that saying came from i love it um world of outlaws here about friday they ran 10 laps of the race uh eventually got rained out um we'll talk about brent marx's wreck in a second uh did you think that was enough of a race official no um personally no i mean i get it they got the right to to call it whenever they want and and do all those things but um no i i didn't 10 laps is not indicative of a race that doesn't tell you you know that's like that's like saying nhra is going to pick a winner because they ran the first round that's like saying you know somebody it's like saying nascar is going to run the first 10 laps of their race because something you know chaotic we don't know it just to me running it didn't or counting that as a race didn't seem like a reasonable thing i guess to is if that makes sense all right well i'll uh i'll challenge you on that and uh allow me to be hypocritical okay Okay, I just want to make, I wanted your support in that. Well, you're not going to get it, but okay. Okay, so regular season, normal World of Outlaws race. I understand that was one. Don't care. Um, is Friday night at like Revolution Park, and I think that's in Louisiana. It might be in Texas. I think it's Louisiana. Um, wherever that track is. Yeah, it'd be egregious to call an official at 10 laps. Knoxville, Brownells, Big Guns Bash, agree just to call it 10 laps, you know. Any race that is just a standalone one night event, it is ridiculous to call race official after 10 of 25 laps, I agree. This was the national open preliminary night. And I think I've said it time and time again on this show about multi-day events and what formats should look like. You can do whatever the Sam's Hell 
monkey crap you want to do with, I hope that did not come off offensive. I was just throwing words out there. Um, whatever you want to do with your format, so long as the first day or the first two days or the first three days have an impact on Saturday, one that takes away qualifying for the day. And maybe preferably one that's not determined by a stupid little spinny wheel on a little couple of wooden pegs. That's just me. Um, that race had no impact on the National Open. They're running the National Open Saturday, October 22nd, new date. Uh, they just postponed it to then. They didn't want to run it Sunday. Uh, I think it's something with attendance in Pennsylvania. It's there's a lot of Facebook commenters talking about high school football. If you're going to high school football over World Valor's race, stupid for one. Number two, if you're a high school football player, I would be feeling sorry for you that you couldn't miss or you couldn't make that race. But with a race that doesn't impact the next day and a two-day event, and every guy in the A main is there to race that two-day event, I I don't have any malice in moving it. You know, David Gravel's 94 points out of Brad Sweet's. Uh, Brad Sweet's points lead, so that gets kind of dicey. But I, you know, that's too many, almost too many points to come back from. It's possible, certainly, uh, but likely, absolutely not. Um, so I, I had no qualms with them calling it. So you were okay with them giving running only ten laps and giving the win away to somebody? Just looking at who was running that race, where people were at, and what the circumstances of it were. Yeah. No, that's Lance Luis is the best damn Williams Grove driver that we'll see in our lifetimes. Unless you want to say Donnie shots and I'd, I'd hop on that chariot just to tick off the Pennsylvanians. I, I just don't know. Obviously the Pennsylvanians are going to love it because one of their drivers won, but how do you count it as a completed race when you just don't know what, is is in store this is a bigger asterisk than any other than any rain shortened race ever because you only ran 10 laps i i do agree with that take i mean like nobody nobody knew what they had nobody knew what their what their stuff had 10 laps into a race you you listen to most people um and they talk about how they're feeling the car out early for about especially in a 25 lap feature they feel what their cars got for the first 15 so they know what moves they have to make yeah yeah so unfortunately i don't like it yeah no it's fine um most, you know, I'm not too passionate in my takes. I don't want to declare a winner in this debate, but I think it's obviously right. Uh, yeah, and you're obviously wrong. I just, you, I just like joking with you, dude. You just want to get more hashtags on on Twitter, is what you're wanting. I, oh, because that's gone really well for me. Because I think the people that have tweeted on our debates on the scores is uh, one to Team Damon and one to you guys argue like an old married couple. Well, then there's at least two for Team Damon and one for the other. Okay. It can be zero to two to one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know what you're thinking that I'm going to Twitter for my support. They don't They don't got my back. You're just trying to get more support on Twitter is what okay. you're trying to do. You're trying to, get the, you're trying to get the posse fans on your side, and I see what's happening here. I, I, you know, I don't know if I've ever looked at it that way, but I like it. See, so, yeah, this is what you're trying to do. We'll get to it in the video game review, but maybe I am posse now. You probably are. 
Um, <laughs> uh, they got the Nittany Showdown this weekend at Port Royal, my favorite Pennsylvania racetrack. Here I am, appealing, pandering almost. Uh, excited to see that. It's going to be fun. Uh, I'll have a primer up for that too because season's coming down too, and I love uh, these late-year events. That Football season kind of takes the momentum for a couple weeks. Maybe. I wouldn't suggest an off-league off or anything like that. I wouldn't mind one either. Um, you ready to talk NASCAR? Yep. How about that number nine, baby? Boy, for not being a Chase Elliott fan, you really sound like a Chase Elliott fan. Oh, man. I was, I'm just amazed at that guy's move. Have you seen that guy drive? Yeah. Uh-huh. That was sweet. And no casual fan's ever going to freaking understand it because they think these cars are easy to drive. But my goodness, that move to get clear of Eric Jones and to let him latch on the bumper and push all the way up and win it by inches, that was crazy. No one wrecked. That was awesome. Yeah, that's how that's how super speedway racing is supposed to be done. Yeah, and freaking people yell out my ear every time we don't have the picture-perfect super speedway race that that probably was. And yeah. you, know what, you know what, honestly, honestly, that race from a, a fan standpoint for the first 100 laps wasn't that exciting because the exciting part that I was sitting there intrigued by was, oh, they haven't wrecked yet. Oh, it's coming. Right. Here it goes. Here it goes. It's starting to happen. And right. someone would save it. And now we got helped out by Kyle Larson saving his race car up not once, but twice. Talk about that. That was sweet. I tried to rile, I, didn't, I tried to rile up the Larson fans after Elliot beat him in stage two. Yeah, see, that's, that's, just a, that's a great driver is what that is. Yeah, he's fantastic, dude. Um, Best driver on the planet. That was, I mean, you could look at that race and kind of go, oh, it's kind of boring. Yeah, but you were sitting there waiting for something to happen, and it's an art. That's what I love about it. It's so strategical that it can look like it's not strategical at times because of the people who sneak in to win it. That just means they had a good setup on the car. It was able to get a lot of speed. They had an engine that was sufficient with the top teams in the series. And oh, would you look at that 10 people in front of them wrecked and that's usually how they got up there. So this, this race is like prime mid two thousands when these cars would go to, to Talladega. Um, you go back and watch some of those races that Dale jr. Used to win, or, um, even go back to some of the races that Dale senior won at Talladega and the, the big wrecks were few and far between. I mean, there were not many at that time, uh, where there was, you know, big, massive crashes. And if there was, it was towards the end of the race anyway, uh, where everybody kind of expects it to go all kind of crazy and haywire. And it, it wasn't. And that's the kind of super speedway racing that I enjoy seeing is these strategical plays that are also, you know, drivers putting their cars in bad situations. That's what I like to see is drivers putting their cars in bad situations and it paying off because that's being, that's being risky and that's taking, taking a chance. And, you know, uh, for them to, to do that, uh, is fantastic to see. It was just such a, um, such a good, a good race in my opinion, as far as that, that goes. Yeah. And I, 
I've said it before. This, uh, I know guys like Jeff Gluck were worried that the next gen car was going to ruin the super speedway package we had, but I, I thought that was a good super speedway race. Do you think this is, leads me into my next question? Do you think that the third line had that much trouble getting there? Do you think it was we have the right amount of people, especially the people? It changes right from when you're a playoff driver and when you're not in this specific race of how many people want to form a third line. So what we have seen towards the end of the car, the last couple of years of the old car, and then this year in the four super speedway races, six, if you count the two Atlanta races now, uh, but we're largely two by two. Yeah. And so when you see those, when you look back at those races, the car, I think doesn't have the ability to, to make a third lane. I don't, I don't feel you're able because even at times that second lane is tough to, to catch and, and keep going with, they, they have problems at times. Um, obviously outside of the restarts, when things start fanning out a little bit, it, it really becomes a, a one lane dominant type track. And you try to see people create a second lane and it doesn't get enough energy built up. And then when they do have two lanes, they, you see a third lane try to form and there's just not enough energy built up. And so I think a lot of it is the, the horsepower being taken away from some of these cars is taking that third lane away so whereas you go back to those 2000s races those early 2000s where we were seeing three wide six deep about you know 80 percent of the year um don't remind me don't remind seeing, me about that don't remind me about the pepsi throwback errands 499 for jeff we're just not seeing those type of races anymore because they don't have the horsepower to do it uh they I, they've kind of been a racetrack one time and damon's bringing back the memories well i'm sorry know. i'm sorry i steamrolled your thing there keep going it, it just you know you you have those those type of events uh where where you take away horsepower and, and that's kind of what took away the the pack racing really is is when they took the horsepower away and and kind of shifted how they were going about building these cars and building these engines so now, uh, i wonder if this new next gen car whatever they decide to alter about it i wonder if that will change this no, because it's all under the hood, in well, my they've, opinion. They've talked about the diffuser and altering that. I wonder if this is on their list of things like, hey, we want to make this look more like this, or I would say like that wasn't a horrible race. So I don't know. I'd like right. to see a third lane able to form, but also is it they, they have to have horsepower. They have to have a gain of horsepower to do yeah. it. That's the thing. They don't have the the car itself the the shape of the car does not really determine the fact of a third lane but is that because, what's is that what's taking away horsepower because of how easy no, it is to take away no, because lane they, next you? no they've cut like 200 horsepower out of what we used to have in the right. 2000s and so right. we're, yeah. we're completely down on power and so when you don't have power then it just makes it even harder okay. and i would say the downforce now is is you know because they're the teams are playing arrow and playing downforce and stuff nowadays um it, it makes it that much tougher when you don't have horsepower to get around a guy okay 
Cause you, you look, look back at a few of those races back in the day and there's drivers going three quarter throttle around the track in packs, like they're seventh in line and they're going three quarter throttle because the, the lead car is pulling them along. Whereas it now you're seeing a lot more throttle input, a lot more in and out of throttle. Um, and that's, what's causing these runs to, to really not form. Yeah. And I think, uh, hopefully they give them some more horsepower just at those tracks to, to get that uh, specifically at Atlanta. I thought that was the big, um, I'll call it a negative of the Atlanta experiment and what they're doing there. Uh, just if you want to have a track race, like a super speedway, man, make it race like one, you know? Right. You know, get everything that a super speedway has. And that, that is one thing you probably need. And, seeing that race like it's like please don't do the same thing to texas because man yeah yeah i don't think that they will do the same thing to texas um the way the way that the conversation has gone if they don't do any or if they do something to texas um i don't think that they'll they'll do another another super speedway type thing because i mean the drivers don't want it they've already yeah. they've already said that that they don't want that but what do you yeah, think of uh what do you think of your boy ross chastain talking uh talking down on denny hamlin's takes of speaking drivers it is not often that i side with denny hamlin but <laughs> this is ridiculous it's only and here's this you know, take it for what it's worth. Take my opinion on this for what it's worth. But the three people that have said that the car is fine, it's not any problem with safety, have been Ross Chastain, Daniel Suarez, and Justin Marks. And what do those three people all have in common? This is the first time they've had success constantly in any series. Exactly. That is exactly it. They are not cough, cough to Larson Marks race. They are not complaining one bit because this is this is a car that has saved their all career, all three of their careers. No, and so hold on, before, before, making, before. hang on. Justin Marks is now making a living because of this new car. Go ahead. Right, and before I before we. Damon, this is something I want you to work on because I got to work on it too. I don't want this hole that's being dug with words, but this is exactly what you would expect them to say for that reason. Mm -hmm. In relation to if you're leading the Daytona 500 and uh, say uh, Juan Pablo Montoya takes out a gas truck uh, and causes a big fire on the track, you're going to drive around the racetrack and say, man, it's really hard to drive over that patch you just made. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think there's a reason why they're saying that. I thought Chastain's comments specifically and the way he went about them was just stupid. Asinine. Yeah, Asinine. Same, same with Jeff Burton. Um, dude, let these guys talk, man. You're trying to muzzle your guys. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to say, oh, well, there's a way to complain about things, and it's not to everybody else. Well, God damn it. Honestly, God damn it. The whole fucking test sessions, you had Ryan Newman retire because he didn't think the car was safe. He has a fucking educate or Jesus engineering degree from Purdue, right? Mm -hmm. Like, listen, my so, God, dude, he didn't complain ever about that publicly. That came out after. 
like that's that's you need this because otherwise they're not going to get the change so to for chastain to hop along on jeff burton's diggity dog or, or whatever like to say that this isn't the way to go about it just shut up man like, so here is why Jeff Burton is pissed because Jeff Burton is the voice of the driver's council. And that is why he is not happy because he's not the one that is getting to tell NASCAR about all these things. It is the drivers that are complaining about it and not going to Jeff first instead. And that's basically in the way I read it around the line in between the lines, however you want to phrase it, it, it seems to me that Jeff is upset that the drivers didn't go to him. And so Jeff is going to basically use it as a petty stage in my opinion, because you had Brendan gone, come on. I love Brendan gone. You had him go on Sirius XM and basically say that these cars are, are safe. These cars are great to drive, but has had admitted he has not been in one of these cars. Jeff Burton also has not been and crashed one of these cars. And, and so now you've got all this going down. I, I just Chastain's comments were bad. That was terrible. You know, that I don't care how many races you've won. I don't care what your team is doing, however it's been. Um, that That is not anywhere close. When you have two drivers out because of head injuries and a third driver on crutches after a fracture, two out of the same event. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so going into the Revel. And I said this before the playoff started, but Chase has got to be the playoff favorite. Now he is. Least favorite to be the first to clinch Homestead. Uh, they still have one more race, though. Yeah, they got a whole round. Right. They got a whole other round. I don't, I mean, the, the three tracks that are up in the next round, I don't know. I necessarily think. I just think Chase has, Chase has too big of a points. Cushion oh, as far as uh, yeah, as far as points go, for sure. I, as I long just, as you're as long as you're racing for stage points, and we've seen crew chiefs botch that. But I mean, you're fine. I would say, as far as points go, yes. As far as wins go, the next few races after the Roval aren't necessarily his cup of tea. By any no, way. you're you're absolutely right. I'm just saying he's going to the Roval with no pressure whatsoever to win. And we've seen him go into the Roval with the pressure of you have to win this race or you're not advancing in the playoffs. And he won the championship and won that race. So I would, I'm going to put my money on Chase this weekend. This is his racetrack. He owns it basically. And we'll see how many playoff points he comes out of there with. There's seven, seven available, seven bonus points. So. Yeah, it'll be curious to see if he gain what he gains in points. Um, obviously, AJ Allmendinger will be in the field, and he's really good at this racetrack. Larson's a good road racer. Tyler Reddick is a good road racer. So you've got other guys that'll try to spoil the party um, and try to take away points from Chase. And that's speaking but, of Allmendinger. Yeah, time in the Cub Series. It's about time. He's one of my favorites. I yep. love. It. I'm glad it's a redemption tour for him coming up. You know, it's a guy that um, he went through a whole hell of a lot 
a few years back and was in the ride to be in. I mean, at the time it didn't look like it because Penske was on the downhill, but boy, if he would have stayed out of trouble and stayed in that race car, um, we could honest to God be talking about AJ Allmendinger being a cup series champion. I still think we can next year. Is that crazy to say? Yeah. There's six damn road courses on the schedule, Damon. I get that, but it's also college racing that has not shown a whole hell of a lot of speed at other tracks. They won outside. at a road course with AJ Allman there. Outside of road course, you got to let me finish, son. Freaking Damon just sunned me. God. Yeah, I did. Zach's going to be furious with you. That's fine. <laughs> No, I, dude, I think, I don't think Collie's that far away. I just look at Ty Gibbs' results in 2311. They haven't been stellar here as of late. Just like Gregson running the Cup Series races he's run. And I know most of those were in the 62. But no, actually, most of them were in the 16. They were in the 16. Yeah. He's only ran ran two races in the 62. Just you have, like, you have in, the Xfinity series about nine heavy hitters. If you include Landon castle as a biased person that I am in the cup series, you got 25, right? You got 25 guys that would hop in a junior motorsports car and compete for a title there. Oh, they wouldn't just compete. They'd win. I don't, uh, I don't think it's that cut and dry, but yeah, oh, I don't know. There's you, you there's a lot. Yeah. Look at look at what John Hunter Nemechek did in the tr- from going from cup to the trucks that first year back. I th- well, I think trucks the same way, just a couple less heavy hitters and a lot more dumb. Yeah. But it, it it just in in my in my eyes, I think as far as college goes, um if you're Justin Haley, you're pretty uh concerned. For next year, I know Haley is their guy. He's their guy. They're trying to build the company around and everything. But he's been outran most times by the 16 car this year when Gregson and or Almendinger have been in it. Not necessarily the same could be said when Hemrick's driven the car. But when when Almendinger's in it and when um, when Gregson's been in it, they've consistently outran um, Justin Haley in that 31 car. So I would be a little bit concerned. I will say that they are closer than, uh, I, I probably led on to begin with, but really to be quite honest with you, I don't think that he's ready to win a championship just the way things are, are set up, I guess. That's fair. I can't wait until we do like a preseason prediction thing. Cause it's going to be fun. That like, that gives the cup series a little more flair. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it though has to do with the fact that there's seven, uh, eight road courses, whatever it's going to be on the schedule, six, seven, eight, whatever it ends up. Six. Okay. Still too many. Uh, but whatever it ends up being, that's, that's going to be, um, I think that's part of the reason that colleague did this is because they know that with six road course races on the schedule, they have a legitimate chance to win a championship because all you have to do really is win one or two races, get into the playoffs, and there's a road course right there. And now you're you're looking close to uh, to get yourself into a a championship situation because of just having AJ Allmendinger. 
he's also just the best driver you have on your roster. Oh, by far. Like flat out. I don't think I don't think the road course thing obviously like that's a major pro in this situation, right? I think it's a I think it's bigger than you think it is, honestly. No, no, I think it would be if they had another prospect, you know, like Justin Haley, but with better cup results. I think it would come down to a debate, but I think his road course thing made it not a debate. But he's also the best on that roster. There's no one Maybe Landon Castle, close second. No. I'm kidding. But there's no one better on, on colleagues' list of guys to get. Yeah, I mean, they could have gone outside the company. I think there's guy. I think you've got, obviously, um, you know, Justin Allgaier, and, and I would say even Josh Berry outside the company itself uh, to go and get some dudes that way. But as far as within the doors of college, yeah, I mean, the, the choice was obvious, but if that was the case, why didn't they do it already when they moved Haley up? Yeah. And that's fair. Um, we'll see what, uh, what occurs. I think he, I think he makes the elite eight. Yeah. If he does, he's got a hell of a chance. That's for damn sure. My bold prediction. Um, I like it. Let's talk playoff standings for this year. Uh, real, oh, real quick, did you see that Dale Jr. thing? That video of him saying uh, of his uh, tweet that said Bush to the eight. Yeah, on, on his he, podcast. He didn't, he didn't even realize that that was like accurate. Yeah, I listened to the show a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about that. He's like, "Yeah, they." Uh, I, I posted that tweet, and it wasn't even like two minutes later, and Kyle calls him and said. He's like, dude, it's not supposed to be announced. He's like, wait, you mean I'm right? <laughs> and that's, so that they ended up coming up with the uh, with the bush to the uh, basketball was was the other one that they they did, and so uh, trying to throw people off a little bit. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, so Ryan Blaney comes in uh, to this weekend. Chase Elliott's the only one who's clinched in the second round. Blaney is plus thirty two. Figure he's pretty safe, especially if he races for stage points in any way. Ross Chastain plus twenty eight, same same type of story there. Denny Hamlin's plus twenty one. Joey Logano and Kyle Larson are both plus eighteen. So they're they're looking pretty safe. Daniel Suarez plus twelve. Chase Briscoe and Austin Cindric are tied. So they are the cutoff. Yes, that will be interesting to see. Uh, this Saturday. Um, William Byron is minus 11, and in the middle of his appeal uh, to his penalty, uh, which he should have been seen by NASCAR, uh, I think NASCAR got a real rough couple weeks of PR there with between the car and that, um, so I'm not going to pile on him more, uh, aside from what I just said, but uh, Christopher Bell, minus 33, needs a win, and Alex Bowman obviously needs a win as long as he's out of concussion protocol, which uh, is probably harder to pass than the NFLs. Well, obviously, that's that's pretty apparent. <laughs> that that sucks a lot, man. He needs mm. he needs to win this race. I don't know. Uh, I haven't looked up how he's done at the Rail in years past, but I don't think it's. Uh, he won a stage there last year, I think. And yeah, it's fine. Mm. That's stages or stages. Uh, that it just, that just wouldn't help him, you know. Fifty four, he got to win the race. Oh yeah, he's got to win the race. So we'll see. Um, I really do think the playoff field 
is going to be set. I think if a winner comes from Cendric, Byron, Bell, or Bowman, or Briscoe, then Suarez will be out. That's just my that's my hot take, but I don't think those guys will win the race. Chase Briscoe, good mm. road racer. Christopher Bell, pretty decent road racer. Obviously, Cendric is not bad either. Um, I would say Cendric has probably the best bet out of all three of those dudes. He hasn't, show, he hasn't shown me a lot of road courses this year in the Cup Series. The guy is a road racer, though. I, I, understand, where, I, I understand where he's come from. He just hasn't shown me enough this year to where – I'm, I'm moving him ahead in my rankings there. Should I do like a road course power rankings and just focus on who's the best road racer? Now I got to look at this because. Yeah. And I, I haven't done extensive. I'm just going off my, like in the back of my head about who's been good. I gotta, I gotta look at this cause I'm pretty sure he had a better run than you think. He did in the Xfinity series. Watkins Glen, he was 13th. Okay. Indianapolis Road Course, he was second. Road America, he was seventh. Sonoma, he was fifth. He did have a better run than I thought. You are. Dakota, he was eighth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure he f- he's finished in the top 10 in all but one. Well, I, I, I apologize. That is completely on me. And my power rankings will be adjusted. And to make matters worse for you, I hate to rub it in, but he started in each of those races, eighth, second, fifth, 25th, and 10th. 25th well outside the top 10. Correct. Got that completely. Swung swung the door back at me. No, I I genuinely forgot it because – it feels like he hasn't made an impact, but obviously, like four top tens out of five, it's not bad at all. And obviously, shoot, podium too. Yeah, he's. Can we, take, can we take damn podium pictures after the races so I remember this shit? That's up to you. That's not up to me. I don't need. I can't. I can't get the drivers to go take a picture together. Why can't you? How am I supposed to do that, Damon? Call them. Be like, look, I need you to take a picture together. You're being ridiculous. Even if it's a selfie, just do it. All right. Can we get can we get to the World of Allies game review? All right. All right. We're wrapping up the show. Trust me, this is gonna be a good one. What do you think? I uh I had the same feeling as I did when I turned on the, the drag racing game for the first time. It felt good to have a um a game that it felt good to have a game that hadn't been missing for quite some time. Um, you know, I, I turned on the drag racing game for the very first time and was extremely excited because I got to see people like John force and clay and, and all these drivers that I grew up watching and, and grew up playing with in the old games on there. And so to turn on the outlaws game and getting to play with the drivers that, you know, we, we used to play with on some of the older games, um, was, was pretty darn cool. It was, uh, it was really cool. Those things are hard to drive, uh, which is nice. And the other thing that stood out to me, uh, was the cool fact that they're the, the multiple lines that are being ran by the car, by the computer cars. Yeah. yeah. Normally in a dirt racing game or any racing game for that matter, 
the the lines are generally the same. It's either really high around the top or really low around the bottom. And and this uh, this cars change lanes. They are able to run the middle and get momentum. Uh, just a lot of, a lot of cool things on that front. So I'm very, very happy with that. So, um, I guess as far as, you know, comparison, it, it just, it, it reminded me a whole lot of when, uh, of when the drag racing game came out here earlier this year. And, uh, I'm glad we got both of them. And we talked about, um, and every game is going to have its faults. So what I'll say later on in this review, I guess, um, You'll, you'll hear it. Trust me. It's fine. Um, first off, I was blown away with the amount of real world drivers in it. It's awesome. You know, our buddy Ayrton's in the damn video game. Our guy, Ryan Timms is in the video game. Bobby Pierce is in the video game. Um, Jimmy Owens, Brandon Overton. It's awesome. It's awesome. Like that, just being able to see those guys, see their faces and what they do is fantastic. Now they order it by last name. I wish they would order it by World of Outlaws wins. That's, you know, that's a me thing. That's like, hey, show people. See, I wish they would some do it. Of, some of these guys are like guys that like just race in their backyards. Oh, yeah. So I just, you know, like tell the difference between Bobby Pierce and this guy with an racing rap that wrecks me all the time. I, I, uh, I wish they'd actually do it by car number, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's how I, how I liked it. I don't know. I don't know how much I would like that. Um, we're getting into real deep semantics there. I was going to say, you brought this whole on upon yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shoot. They got 13 real tracks. And the thing I'll say before we get into any more conversation is if you're at all complaining about this game, you're a goddamn idiot, an idiot time 17, whatever phrase that I could come up with right now that I don't want to think about, you got to stop playing tummy sticks with your damn internet keyboard. Okay. It's stupid. You cannot complain about this game. There are 13 or 14 and more to come real life World of Outlaws racetracks. There's some that are real tracks that are newish that haven't hosted like big events or anything like Millard Creek or whatever. I've never even heard of it. It's in Iowa and it's a real racetrack. You've probably raced there once or twice, Damon. It kind of races like Martinsville. Is it the little boring? It's yeah, it's the really small one that it it says Iowa, but like that's where I think Vado Speedway Park is in it. I'm pretty sure that's the track. Uh, mm. A different one. That's the New Mexico Arizona type thing. Um, that one's in New Mexico. Uh, I think that's one of the fantasy tracks, um, and I'm trying to track down other ones. But there's a lot of real tracks in this game. I understand you can complain if you're you're a Houston's loyalist. Houston's not in the game. I'm sorry, I, I hate it too. I would like Houston's in the game, but I'm not complaining. You cannot right. complain. First game in 12 years, they could have done the bare minimum, and they very clearly did. Right. Very clearly it, did. It was the same thing that could be said when when the uh, the drag racing game came out. Didn't have St. Louis on on the game. Didn't have uh, Topeka on the game. 
and people complained about some of the stuff that was on it. It was like, why would you complain about something when it was the first game that has come out 15, 20 years now? That's the, that's the thing. And so why, why would you complain about it when it's only, only going to make things better? And uh, you know, it, it was, it's been a fun play so far. Yeah. You've got to, um, you got to just be grateful. Um, and do that. And when they, you know, have talks about a new game, then bring up all your grievances and then say, this is what I understand. You want the track to change from qualifying to the a main. I don't think they had that amount of detail resources or time to put in. Right. If you're saying, well, delay the game a year. Okay. Well, the only reason we're talking about the world of violence game is because it freaking came out. So you have to put something out there to get, the response. I love it. I love how much customization there's available. Um, mm-hmm. everything about that career mode is super cool. Um, and I'll start getting into my grievances here. Um, not grievance. We'll talk about it. Damon, you understand I'm a super competitive person, right? Correct. I, I kind of envision myself as long as I have enough laps or or confidence uh or i'm playing a nascar game that i've played every nascar game that's been released ever uh that i feel like i'm pretty decent at video game racing okay so i want to challenge myself and uh, put the difficulties on the hardest damn level available Mm -hmm. so i was reading a thing on facebook today that uh if you put on advanced difficulty, which is the difficulty setting of the AI goes from 100 to 105 and advanced is meant for people that are toying with setups and stuff. And I'm not a, a race savvy person. I was getting into some of it and making my car a little faster, but then I would do a couple of things to make it slower. I wouldn't remember how to get back to how I had it faster because I was moving things by decimal points and I was getting back. It was too hard. It was, the best I could do with every upgrade was uh, I won a 305 race against the hardest difficulty. Once I got to 360, like the best I did was 10th. So expert is what everyone's playing at is what it seems like. But that's that's like their actual hard mode. And then it can get a little harder if you think that's too easy. Mm-hmm. So th- that threw me off for a bit because the career mode, was, I was like, this is kind of shitty because I have to have every upgrade to be even competitive and it just it's it's very hard but i i also when i play a game that's too easy i'm like well i want this harder right but it's nice that there's a balance in there because you can move the ai difficulty from like 105 to 85 whatever it is on it's like the same as nascar heat right i I thought that was super cool at the same time so basically put it on expert don't put on advanced like me don't be stupid but as far as the career mode goes, like the cut-ins by the drivers, I wish they would have been a little more amped up to do them. It looked like they were like being held at gunpoint. <laughs> they probably were <laughs> to say to say the words they were saying to you. Uh, but like that, that is a fantastic like touch in the game, right? Like do you have Casey Kane appearing on your television? Donnie Schatz told me to stop wrecking people. Well, you should. You Tyler, listen to Tyler Burning tells me to clean up my act one more time. I swear to God. Because I, I was racing a car that was slower on speed and dependent on wrecking people to improve my results. 
when I got in the late model. But no, like, I love the career mode. I love basically everything about it. I love that I have friends in the game. Like that's just, I, I don't think I've had that in my life. Like that's just cool to see, cool to sure. see. Yeah. That, uh, that was the cool part. I haven't done anything in the career mode yet. I just got the game on Thursday night. I've been all sorts of busy last week. So I just got to play the game Thursday a little bit and then a little bit on Friday morning. But after that, I've not had a whole lot of time to, to really get into the career mode stuff. And I want to have a little bit of time where I'm not just starting it, stopping it all the time. So, um, but uh as far as what i've played so far it's really i i really enjoy it um the tracks and everything I, I, a lot of the details on it i'm a big fan of the details on things like that and i get i kind of geek out on you know um looking at the cars and and going through and looking at the tracks and um it's pretty damn cool to to see the detail in the track w- straight down to the the signs around the the facilities now I would like somewhat of a free roam type of thing during hot laps because they had it in 2007 and 2002, or I think the other one was 08 or 09, but either way, I like, mm-hmm. I like driving around the pits and looking at the details they put yeah. in. Yeah. Cause they're there. I mean, you build them. Let me drive around the pits. Just don't put anyone there that I can run over or any invisible fences I can run into. Right. Yeah, I, would, I-, I would love that. Um, the other thing is Williams Grove, it looks and appears too skinny. Port Royal appears too skinny and Knoxville is far too short. Did you know I, I set the world record track speed at Knoxville? Did you know that? No, I did not. I took a 360 sprint car, had a 12 second lap. Nice. They're hauling. You know, long, longer the track distance. I don't know what the scan on iRacing was or if it races like that on iRacing or if lap times are, I'm not an iRacer. I did it drunk once and I spun out 17 times in an IndyCar at Long Beach. Jesus. Well, we did Bristol dirt with the cup car first and that didn't go very well, but I wasn't very sober and it wasn't, you know, I'm not saying it's easy to drive a race car. I'm actually specifically saying it's very hard and that's what iRacing is for. Right. Um, and I'm not complaining that Knoxville is in the game, but make the track longer. I, I actually, the one thing that, the one thing that I wish that they had at Knoxville was the inside berm. I can run the berm isn't the berm. No, like I can run on the, on the bottom of the track and, and get my tires basically to the fence, which is not upset about it. it. gives me a whole other lane that everybody else isn't taking, but I, uh, I was like, man, I kind of do wish that they had the, the inside berm a little bit, but overall, I mean, I think the detail in this game is probably better than any racing game that I've played yet to this point, as far as detail goes. Yeah. It, it outdoes every game that's been made about it. And I love that aspect with it. I've also noticed going through, especially playing on advanced that some AI drivers, whether real or not, and I don't think they programmed specific people to be aggressive, but if you do enough stuff to the same guy, they'll keep hitting you just to piss you off. 
That's awesome. <laughs> that's well. That's I why, haven't had that yet because I'm a clean driver, unlike you. That's why I hate Robbie Gordon. Well, okay, I was playing on a, a on a mode where you need a setup to run better, and I don't have any setups that are going to be dialed in. You should call Ayrton. He would have them. I've been texting him for tips, and he. I don't blame him. Not very good. I don't blame him. I asked him to come on. So Ayrton's in the game. I haven't gotten uh, how he got in it or why, because I know some people were pissed off they weren't in it or some of their favorite drivers. Yeah, man. I'm pissed. Missing two big names out of there. Kyle Larson and Jonathan Davenport. Yes. The crazy part is you can really easily recreate Kyle Larson's car for the one win Paul Silva has on I wanted the most boring car possible because I don't believe in promotion or anything like that. When, it's fine. Driver, when your driver is single-handedly promoting the sport of dirt racing to fans every day and your reason for the car being white and plain and boring is because you don't believe in the new age of marketing, which, okay, fine, you don't have a business degree, you, you've proved it, uh, but you're friends with Kyle Larson, so that's fantastic. And you're very obviously good at your job, but my God, man, like, that goes a long way. Let, uh, me, let me ask you this though, does he have to? He doesn't because he has Larson driving for him. Exactly. The Paul Silva 57 has been around for a long damn time. Yep. I can tell you what, more fans of the Paul, Paul Silva 57 today didn't hear the Paul Silva 57 before Kyle Larson was in it than the ones that had heard of it. That's I lame. guarantee that. I, I want you to – I'm going to challenge you to some homework, though, because the Paul Silva 57 hasn't always been white and hasn't always been that. Oh, I, I understand. I completely get that. I want you to look at the Shane Stewart days of it. I've, I've seen it, yeah, because he won 360 Nationals like four years in a row. Just making sure. No, and it's never won. I just don't want you to. I just don't want you to get put on blast on Twitter. No, and I'm I'm not. I just think his take on that day, whatever day that was, like a year and a half ago, of hey, this car is plain white for a reason because we don't care about paint schemes and stuff. We don't care about announcements. We want to go race. It's like, okay, yeah, but if you got a, a guy putting your name on the side of the car, uh, it'd probably be nice to have a little press conference announcement type deal uh, or maybe a little extra publicity for him. That's just me. In this case, it's pretty damn easy to recreate Kyle Larson's car. It is. Because it is. it's white. There's a logo there with black text and it doesn't say whatever a sponsor is i forgot because it's just a plain white car and that's how i view it in my head i don't even know who sponsors kyle larson but i, I can recreate his paint scheme in five minutes oh my god <laughs> you chose a bad battle pal <laughs> no seriously like come on. bad battle come on you why would you need to paint a car uh, first why time. is why is promotion bad why is marketing bad I don't care about that. It looks no, good. That was that was just the fault in his argument. It looks good. Just say, just say, I'm a boring dude, and I want a boring car. That's that's fine. fine. That's completely I'll take fine. It. Yeah, I'll take it because <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. I'm glad we've gotten it. I'm I'm fine with that too. I, see, I'm wearing Jamie Ball shirt. He's he's part of the problem in dirt racing. Every car is white, black, and red. I don't know what you want. 
As I say that, the Always Ready State logo is white, black, and red. I was just about to say, wait a second. I didn't design it. <laughs> I'm just this, saying. Is really gone, this has really gone off. Um, did you have any other impressions of the game that you wanted to talk about? No, I, I, I hit on mine. I, I thought it was really good. They are adding um, UMP modifieds um, and also big blocks. And there's people complaining that they didn't get that. It's like, okay, let's let's get a slower car that looks different. Like, dude, you got you just got a dirt race game for the first time in 12 years. That doesn't suck. Yeah. Chris, uh, Chris just got it uh, like an hour before we started. Yeah. And he was he was set, he didn't like the soundtrack stayed the same. Yeah, the soundtrack kind of sucks. I'm That's not fine. Lie. It's a soundtrack, you know. It's it's whatever. Um, give me some Justin Bieber. I'm just kidding. Uh, soundtracks. I don't. I don't give a shit. About I will say. I will say it is pretty damn cool that they do give Johnny Gibson the chance to do the the salute before every single race. I think that's pretty cool. I haven't raced a World of Outlaws race on there yet. No, it's on just when you play regular mode. Oh, you're just like play. Yeah, but I I didn't I skipped the whole thing because I was trying to get into gameplay and look at the four ten and just see if it was. And I like to like learn the physics of the game going in. Like I still, oh, I probably God. I probably made a thousand passes in the NHRA game on the three classes that aren't funny car. I've probably made sixty seven in funny car, and I haven't made any in top fuel because I want to learn how the games play before I do it. And then that oh. went too far into my career that I want to like learn it when I get there. So then it's like a it's like you actually have like a real result basis on yeah no i i like it because they do in in the quick play they do in both late models and in uh sprint cars they do an entire entire thing with johnny gibson at the beginning it's pretty damn cool i like that part um oh gosh i was trying to think of something I think the career mode that you can start seasons and do it at different times is nice. That was the big fault of the old games was you couldn't race two vehicles at once. And it was kind of like odd. You know what I mean? Like if you're trying to win yeah. championships, I haven't won a title yet anywhere, but mainly cause I was playing on advanced and trying to beat cars that were faster than me on purpose. But, right, you know that is what it is. Uh, it, yeah, so and I ran into the same problem in the Supercross game. The Supercross game, you have expert, you have hard, medium, and easy. I think is the four levels. And hard and expert are both very freaking difficult. And I wasted a lot of time just trying to beat guys. And it's like, I, well, I'm not a Supercross guy. I don't know how to do this. And if you go down the medium, it's way too easy. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where you find a fault in the game. So I love that the AI can go from 105 to 85 by single digits. Right. Um, aside from that, I just want to make sure I don't forget uh, anything I wanted to say about it. I haven't played online yet. I heard there's a lot of people that are running into guys that just run into you 
which is just going to be a thing when you play online with 26 different people. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's natural on online games, <laughs> online racing games at that. Yeah, I feel like, uh, and obviously because they have fenders, it's lay models are easier to make up speed and, and drive than sprint cars are because you're going, to, you know, if you bump someone in a late model, they move. If you right. bump someone in a sprint car, you flip. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't deterred at all either by the damage. Rio. I uh, see. I haven't played with, with damage yet. I kind of just did the base. Well, no, there's like, no, there's like not any damage. I didn't think there was. I just, like I said, cause I, I've only played with the base setting and I just started with what it came up with. Cause I just wanted to get into it and play it. So I actually haven't really messed around with any of the other stuff on it, but um, yeah, that kind of, that kind of sucks. Uh, it's, it sucks to a point, but I feel like you're, the physics are better that, so when you had damage on the old games, you would wreck and your wing would be wrecked. And, and then you're driving with a wrecked wing um i would love to see them put like a you got to come down to the work area and maybe put a mini game in there and i'm asking a lot here this is not like a thing um i don't know what i was going to say i'll get to it uh but i would love to see you come down the work area and have your crew fix the car and it's like based on what crew you hired if they can right. get out in time that'd be sweet yeah there you go send it send that to, to steve myers he didn't, yeah, he didn't respond to my tweet. I was sad. I would love to have him on and ask them like how hard some of these things are to do. And like, what was the most taxing add on to the game that you had? And you guys also got to understand they can add on stuff at any time. Right. Not, and it's not like tomorrow they can have Husets, but if Husets, if that all came together very easily, in two months or something like in December, Houston's could end up being on the game. Right. So, vo you know, voice your opinion, tag Houston's tag, Steve Myers and tag world of outlaws game and say, we want Houston's on the damn video game. Right. And I'm sure that they will try their best. I think Houston's is an iRacing track, so it's not. And also, I, you know, I don't know what they did to make Knoxville so short, but like, it might not be true to scale, but you're not complaining about that. We haven't had a game in 12 years. Right. Um, as far as World of Outlaw drivers go, stuff like that. Okay. James McFadden's not in the game yet. I wanted to ask you about this. There's been rumors that they're going to release a driver package that has Kerry Madsen in it because he drives for Roth. Uh, James McFadden and a ton of other Aussie stars. Hopefully, my boy Lockie McHugh. Mm -hmm. But I only heard that in a Facebook comment section. I don't take it for what it's worth. It obviously could be possible. Do you think? Are you? There's World of Outlaws late model drivers on there that aren't on the tour anymore. Mm -hmm. You think James McFadden is back at Roth next year? Uh, yeah, okay. I would say so. I would hope so. Um, I think he's done fine for you, and it takes a lot to adjust to the World of Outlaws tour. I would say that it would be kind of a dumb move to dump him, 
but I understand that uh, the Roth Motorsports guys want results. And yeah, there's a lot of pressure there, and that's kind of what led to the situation that even James McFadden had to be brought into Roth Motorsports. Right. Um, but I, I don't take it positively uh, considering, in consideration of James' future at Roth Motorsports, I don't take it as a positive note that he's not included in the game. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it too, you got to remember there was, you know, like Davenport tweeted out, he never got contacted for it. So there's, there's people that didn't get in contact for it or could have declined it. You never know. Um, And here's the deal is like some of these people, and this is why I want to get Ayrton on. You guys light up Ayrton on Twitter and tell him you're shame on you for not coming on Connor's podcast. Mm -hmm. We just get a ton of (laughs) There you go. That'll be a way to piss them off. It's, you know, there's, yeah. That, the thing I'm trying to say is like, there's comments about that. There's comments and I'm, it's, this is all take it for what it's worth on the McFadden thing. I wanted to see if Damon had anything to say about it. I don't, I think the other thing you gotta remember, the other thing you gotta remember on it too is because they are putting real life cars in there and real life scans, they do have to get permission from their sponsors as well. And so if there's a sponsor that was hold, uh, on a holdup on it, then they're not able to do things like that. Yeah. And that's, there's logistics. You got to go around and there's different stuff. Some people were like, Oh, well this guy's in the game. Well, and this one isn't talking right. about, Dan- talk about Danny Dietrich. Right. Right. Man. Dude, just make Dietrich's car on your customization. Christ. Yeah. Um, I think there's, it's easier to talk to some of these drivers than it would be for others. And there's other hoops you have to jump through. And I don't know the whole legal sense and everything specifically to their contract. I know what Damon is saying. I know, I know the information that Damon and I both have. But you don't know how difficult it is to get that in the game and getting in quickly and how they were approached, how they were asked. Um, My recommendation, if you want anything in this game, is to not attack, but just say, it would be really cool if you did this and send a tweet or a Facebook post like that and encourage your friends to do so. And we'll try to share them if you tag us with it um the thing is you can't you can't get pissed off because they didn't put kyle larson in the video game the right game, the game hasn't come out in 12 years kyle larson races 15 to 20 world of outlaw shows a year it, it's not a necessity that kyle larson is in the game for you to enjoy it same with jonathan davenport right um there was not a lot of longhorn chassis guys in the game I thought that I was curious to know and learn about that, I guess. Right. But I'm not here to drum up any conspiracies that you might take away from the words I just said, because I don't know anything. Someone's going to clip that someday. It's going to be epic. Yeah, they're going to take that. (laughs) 
All right. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you're on the fence about getting the game, it's leaps and bounds better than Tony Stewart's uh, sprint car game or whatever he put out. Um, it's fantastic. I, I was blown away by all the detail. I think we covered it well. Um, I'll, I'll give it an 11 and a half out of 10 with 12 being all the things I said. Is that fair? <laughs> it's your show. You're going to make, you're going to make the call. It's my scale. I give it three and a half, uh, Hoosier tires. Actually, that's a bad, that's a bad rating. That's a bad rating. Yeah. Hoosiers offered to sponsor my car for 75 grand. I declined it. Hmm interesting oh we i never made this thing i just had i had one joke i was gonna make about brent mark's wreck just take take it take it for a guy that hates hoosier to wreck his car bad enough that it hops over a fence uh and uh, well a track with no catch fence let's talk about williams grove (laughs) um to wreck his car out of a racing facility and take down a hoosier billboard see he's a genius he, well, not only that, he's putting forth the most effort. He knew what was up the whole time. <laughs> all right. I'm glad. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. I appreciate you all listening. Um, we will be back with episode 82 later this week. I'm going to try to get somebody on to talk about the stuff we talked about today, uh, whether that be Jimmy Allen talking NASCAR and kicking. Uh, or we get uh, Ayrton on talking about uh, how he got in the game and how other people can. So appreciate y'all. Hope you have a, a good rest of your week. We'll be back. Uh, what do you think? Wednesday night, Damon, Thursday morning, something like that. All right. Some, somewhere around there. Usually play it by ear. Um, I'm thankful we canceled last week's episode on Wednesday because I was sucking at the game. <laughs> I was like, I was like 19th in 305 standings. <laughs> Eric Bridger couldn't do that bad. Boy, taking shots today. That's not even a shot. Eric knows he's the best 305 racer in Nashville ever. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? That's, that's a shot to Eric even worse. I think you, uh, Why are you, you laughing about, about on a national stage, man. I, sure, I guess, but Eric's, Eric and I are going to play this game sometime. He's going to whip my ass, I feel like. There you go. Maybe you won't. Maybe I'm that good at video games. I don't know. I don't race online. It's a wreck fest. Right? What I was told. So oh, appreciate y'all for uh, tuning in. Have a good rest of your week. And thank you. Uh, thank you a bunch. Go support Carl Auto Group. Tell them you love us.